Hello and welcome to the latest b- 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 bonus feature from the Big Review Ski. I am Rory Cashin and today I'm flying solo. Uh, much like much like the person I uh, you're about to hear me speak to, it's none other than Kevin Conroy, who is uh, hugely famous and much loved around the world for providing the voice for both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, kicking off back in the early 90s for the animated series and all the way up to the fantastic Arkham video games, uh, which, you know, everyone I know of is a huge fan of both. And he does all the direct to, I guess, Netflix movie stuff as well. And he's soon going to be seen uh, physically playing Batman in an actual uh, an, an actual upcoming show, which he, he does talk to us about. So I'm going to stop blabbering on and just get right to it because you'll hear me completely fanboy out every time he actually does the Batman voice. It's it's pretty cool. Hello. Rory? That's me. Hi. Am I speaking to Kevin? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you? Great. What time is it there? Uh, 7.30. Yikes. <laughs> that is, that's an early start. I've already, I've already been to the gym. No, I get up earlier. Oh, already, you've already yeah. been to the gym. Good God. 7.30. Yeah. I'm just about thinking about getting out of bed. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, I know you actually, sure. you actually are uh, heading over to Ireland pretty soon for your evening with. Yeah, it should be fun. Do you do you make it over here often? Do you have a, a rabid Irish fan base? <laughs> I I do have a pretty good Irish um, fan base. I I didn't know about it uh, until I went to uh, Dublin Comic Con, and um, just walking around the streets of Dublin, uh, which I knew from uh, my youth, um, uh, people would stop me on the streets and go. I, Aren't you Batman? Are you <laughs> Kevin Conroy? What the fuck is Kevin Conroy doing in Dublin? <laughs> and um, uh, so I, I I was shocked that uh, that I had a following there. But Dublin, you know, is, is such a young city, um, and uh, and animation really uh, has a young following. So um, I, I once I saw how Dublin had evolved uh, since the last time I was there, um, I wasn't that surprised. I went to UCD for a summer of uh, a summer uh, course in Irish theater and literature back in 1973, 72, something like that. And um, uh, I'd only been to Ireland once since then, um, so I, I hadn't followed it. But but in the last few years, I've been uh, two two times. So um, and I have uh, dual citizenship because my uh, grandparents all were born there. So I don't think I knew that. Uh, I spent a lot more. I spent a lot more time there as a kid. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, I had a lot of relatives in Belfast and Mayo and Galway. Um, my father uh, really kept in touch with uh, his family in Belfast. So I used to go back a lot. So, so can we officially claim that like Batman is part Irish? Of course, he part. He's one hundred percent, one hundred percent Irish. Fair enough. That is the quote for the entire interview. There. <laughs> um, well, that's what one guy said when he stopped me on the streets in Dublin. I said, "I said, how do you know who I am?" He said, "You're the Irish Batman. We love you." 
<laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, uh, you know, he's he's. Well, now that I know, now we know that you are officially an Irish Batman. Now we know you are yeah. uh, officially everyone's favorite Batman because you know. Oh, there you go. Oh, over the years there have been uh, numerous iterations of Batman, and it's it's always it's. I always have like a, a warm spot in my heart whenever there's a conversation about who's the best Batman, and your name is constantly thrown into the mix because. Not to not to think that the animated show will be overlooked, but uh, you know when you've got Ben Affleck and Michael Heaton and everyone, and then everyone, yeah. your your name is always always defended as in like, what about Kevin? Kevin Kevin was Kevin was the best Batman and the best Bruce Wayne. Do I you, know it's, it's been wonderful. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Do you, um, do you be I think surprised? I think it's just because it's the longest la- the longest serving Batman. I mean, it, it went on the air in ninety two. Yeah. So I've been doing it for 27 years, um, and I'm still doing direct-to-video movies. So when it's a, when you're the voice of an animated character, um, the audience develops a much more intimate relationship with you, I think, than when you're an on-camera performer. Because um, Batman is an animated character; he 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 exists in that world, and 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 that world really lives in people's imaginations. You know, it's, it's much more effective as an animated show than a live action show. Um, because there's no limits to what you can do in animation. And when you're the voice living in someone's imagination, you have a very intimate relationship with them. You know, you're like a dear friend. And so uh, people tell me all the time that when they read the comic books, they read it in my voice because that's the voice they knew as a child. Um, so I have a I have a kind of an uh, an unfair advantage over the on camera actors um, because Batman is an animated character. He just he most effectively lives in that world. I think. Yeah, like it, it is funny that that your voice is automatically associated. Right before you, you answered uh, myself and, and lovely sound engineer here. We went to your voicemail first, and it's yourself asking for people to leave a voice message. And the two of us were like, "Batman just asked us to leave a voice message for him." So you <laughs> you, you are automatically associated with that. Um, and as you said there, like the show kicked off early nineties. How soon into it did you realize Oof, we're onto something? We're onto something pretty special here because even now, uh, nearly thirty years going on thirty years later, like that is it's still yeah. held up as like iconic. Well, you know, I didn't know because it was the uh, you're not going to believe this. It was the first animated show, the first animated character I ever auditioned for. I wasn't a voiceover actor; I was a uh, a stage actor from New York, and I happened to be in Los Angeles doing a, a, a pilot for a series. And I had a voiceover agent because I did commercial voiceovers, but I'd never done animation. And um, he said, oh, they're putting together a new show over at Warner Brothers. Why don't you give it a shot? It's, uh, I said, well, I've never done animation. He said, well, just try it. See it. Uh, he said, it's Batman. And I, and I was so naive. I said, Batman, that's not new. That's been around forever. And I didn't even know that it had never been an animated show. Um, that's how naive I was to the whole Batman universe. Um, and to the end of the animation world. So when I went in, I went really in cold as a, as a classically trained Juilliard, New York stage actor. And um, I think that really was why I got the role because 
I had no preconceptions. I had no nervousness about it. I had no idea I was meeting like royalty of animation. I was meeting Bruce Tim and, and uh, Andrea Romano and Eric Rogomsky. You know, I was reading the, all the creators of the show and these are like, you know, now they're legends, but I didn't know who any of them were. So I just approached it as an acting challenge in a recording booth. And, and um, I just put myself in the mind of this child who watched his parents get killed in front of him and, and how that would transform him to become this, rather than letting it crush him, taking that tragedy and having it transform him into an agent of good, which is why the audience loves him so much, I think, because life hasn't crushed him. And I just put myself in that situation. And as I got more and more into my imagination, my voice just went to a very dark and, and husky place. And it just got very broody and dark and warm. And um, they basically hired me on the spot. And they'd seen 500 people. They'd been looking for months. Um, and I just happened to make the right choice that day. Um, there are dozens of actors who, who probably could have played the role. Uh, I just happened to make the right choice that day. And, um, but, uh, but I really believe that my, my naivety about it um, is, is what freed me to, to be as, as loose and as creative uh, as I wanted to be. You know what I mean? I had, I had no restrictions on me because I had no preconceptions. Yeah, I think I think the lack of pre preconceptions can help a lot when it comes to oh yeah to projects like this. Because, you can over you can over prepare for something yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like if you just I don't know. Have you seen the the new Joker movie yet? Oh no, you haven't seen it yet. Well, I, I think it's um like Joaquin Phoenix said said, said something similar. He's like. He hadn't got a huge amount of preconceptions over what the character of Joker was going to be, so he was able to come at it in a brand new way. So oh, I think there's great. there's something very similar there. Well, that's great. It'll be interesting to see because he's a good actor. He, but Mark Hamill's my Joker. I mean, Mark is my well, of course. Like you'll always be, <laughs> you'll always be my Joker. Of course, like but, but uh, you know, it's so interesting about these roles. They're so beautifully written they're so so beautifully created that you know mark is my joker he is the joker but then i saw heath ledger do it and i thought wow he's not better than mark but he's like a whole different kind of crazy he's brilliant um he was great at it and then troy baker came along and started voicing it uh sometimes and, and troy did a great take on it um so there have been so many actors who give a different spin on these roles um, I think it's a credit to the writing of the roles that there's so much room there for individual creativity. Um, so I'm anxious to see uh, what Joaquin Phoenix does with it. Well, just even in that in that level of uh, you mentioned all the people there who did a fantastic job as the Joker. Do you have a particular live action favorite for Bruce Wayne or Batman? You know, I don't. I get asked that a lot, and and I, honestly, I don't for the same reason. Um, I thought it was crazy that Warner Brothers didn't give the franchise to one actor. That's traditionally what they do. And then they build the franchise around that actor, like, you know, uh, James Bond or, you know, the, uh, Sean Connery did it for years. And then he hands it off to someone else. 
<laughs> excuse me. But uh, they decided not to do that. They they wanted to move from actor to actor to actor. And then when I saw how differently it was done, I'm a big Michael Keaton fan. I think he's brilliant. Sure. And he was great. And and then uh, when I saw um 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 well, after him George was, Clooney, yeah, and Val and, Kilmer, uh, and Val Kilmer and um, uh, Ben Affleck. I mean, you see all these different takes on it. Christian Bale. Um, it's just so interesting to see what different spins they can come up with portraying the same character. Uh, and it's hard to like one more than the other. Yeah. Um, is there one particular line of dialogue from the show or from the games that you are asked to repeat more than any other? Well, the most asked to repeat is, you know, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman, uh, which is an iconic line. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite lines is, uh, it's not what I am underneath. It's what I do that defines me. I love that line because that really encapsulates the character. It really like that. Uh, like <laughs> I really can't overestimate how. Uh, like I literally just got goosebumps there listening to <laughs> to you say those lines oh, over the phone. I was great. like, I I, I know those lines for uh, a long time. So <laughs> hearing them being done sure. live is is, uh, is is pretty special. Um, you mentioned Mark. Iconic Mark. We all love Mark. Mark is a big fan of Ireland as well, obviously, because he shot, uh, he oh, shot, yeah, he shot yeah. Star Wars over here. I was always curious, considering that the two of you worked together so well and he came back to Star Wars, was there never a conversation to have you do a voice role for any of the Star Wars characters? No, that never came up. Um, but what I am doing is an on-camera old Bruce Wayne right now. I'm finally getting to play the role in the new Batwoman series. Um, that's where I am now. I'm in Vancouver uh, shooting that. Um, so I'm really excited about doing that. I'm playing old Bruce Wayne, like in the Batman Beyond uh, era, and uh, when he's sort of in his 70s. Um, and I'm finally doing it on camera, which I'm very excited about. And that's that's with uh, Ruby Rose and and uh, the yeah. kind of yeah how how is how is that take? Well, on? it's amazing because you know they're doing the Crisis on Infinite Earth as a crossover event for all their different shows, and you should see the production here. It's like a it's like a a, a war room, and there's a massive number of of actors and a huge fleet of trucks. I mean, it's incredible. The wardrobe shop is massive. Um, it's it's amazing, the money they're spending. It's going to be spectacular, I think. Well, I'm, re I'm really, really, really excited about seeing that as well. Uh, and I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing you yeah. actually physically in the flesh, uh, flesh playing playing Batman. Um, I can't not talk to you and uh, not mention the video game stuff as well. Um, oh, yeah. When it came to the first Arkham, I guess, like that was that was pushing twenty years since you first did the animated series. Was there any hesitancy at all at coming back to do Batman again, or was it just like, no, no, absolutely, this is this is for me as well? Oh, I never, I never have any hesitation. He's such an interesting character. Uh, people always ask, you know, how doesn't it get boring after a while? And it never gets boring because he's so complicated. There are so many layers to him. There's always another shade of dark to find in Batman. 
Um, and that's what the audience loves about him too. I think it's his complexity. He's a damaged human being. Um, as he says at one point, I'm a, I'm a rich boy with issues. Um, he's, he's, he's so damaged, but he doesn't let it crush him. Um, and that's what the audience loves about him. So when they came up to me with, uh, came to me about the games, um, I was very excited about it. Uh, but you know, doing recording a game is completely different than recording a show. You record a show in two hours, they record a half an hour show in two hours. All the actors are together in the recording studio. So it's like doing a radio play. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's like kids in a sandbox together. It gets very rowdy. Uh, it's, it's, it's a blast, especially if Mark and I are there together. It's crazy. Um, and there's a lot of interactions and you get fed by the other actors, the energy and the line reading that they give you, you have something to react to actor acting is about reacting really. But when you do a game, they have to have completely clean takes depending on how the game is played. Everything has to be on a completely separate track. So everyone's recorded separately. So you're in a room alone, a booth, and they go line by line by line by line, and they have to describe to you what the action is that you're in, you know, where whether you're running, whether you're jumping, whether you're hitting someone, what what you've just come from, where you're just going. They have to you know describe the whole situation to you, and then you come up with in a vacuum the reading of the line, you know, how making it sound not only as the character in the character's voice but in the reality of the scene, but you're creating it all in your own imagination. And then they want, you know, three takes of it one way, and they want three takes of it another way, and three takes of it another way. And then you do four hours of that, and you get an hour off for lunch, and then you do four hours more. So you do, it's a nine-hour day, and you do that for a week, and then you go away, and they write more, and then you come back, and you do another week. And Arkham Knight the last of this trilogy um, has 37,000 lines of dialogue. Holy moly. And it took two years to record. <laughs> so, so you just don't, it's a totally different experience because you're, you're existing in the world line by line by line and each line is in a vacuum. It's so different than when you're in a room with other actors and in two hours you create the whole world and the whole scene, the whole storyline. You know what I mean? Yep. It's all being in, in gaming. It's all being created to be fed into computers. Um, and that's where the game's created. And would you, play, um, would you play the game yourself? I have, I'm not a gamer, sure. but I, I have been guided into playing the game by the rock steady people. And boy, it is spectacular. Like I see why people are so addicted to them. Yeah. The graphics, the, the feeling of flying through Arkham with Batman is just incredible. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of the, of the game series. Um, I have to say, are you involved in the upcoming court of owls game? I'm not. You're I'm not. not. That's unfortunate. I know. Uh, I don't know why. No. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but we we still do have, we still do have the the uh, the Batwoman uh, show for you to look forward to. One uh, yeah. one one final question again. I have to. It might be one you've been asked to death as well. Do you have a, a particular favorite episode of the animated series? One that you would 
you were classed as maybe the best? I loved them all um, because for different reasons. I, I particularly liked uh, Perchance to Dream uh, because it's it's the one where uh, the Riddler drugs Batman and he goes back into his youth. And anything that explores Batman's psychology and his relationship with his father, I just loved. And in that one, I played Bruce Wayne and Batman, and then I played drugged Batman, then I played adolescent Bruce Wayne, and I also played Thomas Wayne, the father. So I did five voices. And they had to be distinct, but related. Mm. So it was, very, it was a real challenge. And, um, and I loved the, uh, the drama of the, uh, the interaction with the father and the struggle he has with himself. He has a, he has a fight with himself, um, which I just loved. Uh, so anything gets into Batman psychology, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting if you look at the character of Bruce Wayne and of Batman, like it's, even since you, you've taken over as uh, as the animated show, like the, the how the audience kind of interprets and how directors interpret the character depending on, you know, when we are. Like early 90s Batman is is very different to, say, uh, the Christian Bale Batman that, that felt a bit more grounded, a bit more realistic compared to the George Clooney one. Uh, do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any opinion on uh, on Robert Pattinson for his uh, upcoming take? I I don't. I mean, I'm anxious to see what it looks like. I, I don't think people should prejudge because boy, did George um, um, Ben Affleck got a lot of a lot of crap online when he was cast. Um, people were angry about it, and then he ended up being fantastic. Yeah. So. I don't think you can prejudge what an actor does with something. You never know what they're going to do. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm reserving judgment. I'm assuming he's going to be good. But you, you'll be in the queue right along the rest of us to, to see that one too. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. Sure. Well, encourage your uh, listeners to come to my evening in Dublin. I love to tell stories. Absolutely. And I'm a good storyteller. <laughs> well, I can I can attest to that personally. Uh, there you go. And enjoy your trip when you're over. Thank you. Thank Have a good you. day. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bye. Bye-bye. So that was Kevin Conroy. Uh, absolute gent. Full of information. Full of Batman nuggets, I guess. Uh, he's going to be over in Ireland mid-October for an evening with Kevin Conroy. Uh, where you can actually, uh, if you you know buy the tickets, get the appropriate tickets, you can, you can go up and meet him. And he does a full Q&A for the whole night. And he'll probably sign any Batman merch you have. Uh, there's full details of that will be up on the Joe website. Or you can just Google Evening with Kevin Conroy Ireland. I'm sure that's probably faster. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you continue to tune in and to subscribe to The Big Review Scheme.